Welcome to The Well Woman Show. Each episode is a transformational journey using mindfulness, feminism, leadership, and strategy to support you to thrive personally, generate wealth, and impact your community. I think every time we do something that presents images of women in strong, powerful poses, positions, it is extremely important and helpful. And now, here's your host, feminist thought leader, London School of Economics grad, leadership consultant, and transformational coach Giovanna Rossi. On the Well Woman Show this week, I talked to Nell Marlino, entrepreneur and activist for the advancement of women and girls. She created Take Our Daughters to Work Day with the Ms. Foundation for Women in 1993 and then expanded her strategic communications consultancy to develop campaigns, strategies, and events for dozens of clients, including the YWCA, Amnesty International, Gay Men's Health Crisis, and the Sierra Club. In 2000, Nell launched Count Me In for Women's Economic Independence, the first online micro lender in the world. And this year, she has relaunched Count Me In with $250,000 in grants for small women-owned businesses. On the show, we talk about the pros and cons of the current Women's Empowerment Challenge on Instagram, using intuition to pivot and transform your business, and which businesses are the most likely to succeed right now. And taking time for pleasure, self-expression, and doing your most important work and most most satisfying work when no one is looking. All the information shared today can be found at the show notes at wellwomanlife.com slash 212show. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy, and High Desert Yoga in Albuquerque. I'm speaking with Nell Merlino today. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. So glad to be here. Nell, you are an activist, entrepreneur, and you have worked for the advancement of women and girls for many years. You created Take Our Daughters to Work Day with the Ms. Foundation, uh, in which over 25 million people participated in the first two years. You've done so many different things. Now you're working on um, a, a big a, a launch of Count Me In. Tell listeners sort of who are you in the world today? Who? That's a great question. I am a always been an activist. Uh, and really want to, I, I see real threats to women's, the gains women's have made in the past, you know, 50 years, uh, in terms of loss of employment, the loss of businesses, the loss of autonomy and freedom in terms of all of us, I think have lost autonomy and freedom, but I, I see myself as a vigilant person paying attention to the rights of women and, and the rights of girls. And I, I'm also, uh, now an author and, and a, an artist. So I've, I've combined a lot of different things, but I am concerned and encouraged by the work women are doing to hold on to the rights that we've won and to advance our opportunities at this very challenging moment in our history. Yes, absolutely. And well, you're in the right place. On the Well Woman Show, we, uh, we're all about supporting women and girls to really be seen and be heard and, and live, live the, their fullest potential. So um, I want to start 
with just asking you something about a current thing that's going on right now, which is, I don't know if you've seen the current hashtag challenge accepted, the black and white photos. Being yes, posted. yes, I've done two. I've done two. <laughs> oh, you have. Okay. So yes, I, 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 I wanted to ask you about that and if how you view that challenge in terms of empowering women, because I've seen a lot of different discussion about it. And I, I was sort of thinking that it, it, it was nice, but like, didn't, you know, doesn't go far enough. And of course you can't expect any one singular, you know, challenge or activity to, to be the, the whole answer to everything. But I, I did, I was getting a little uncomfortable with, with how many celebrities and and people were posting and like, and then that's it. Like, they're like, okay, check, like women's empowerment done. You know, I've lived a long time. I'm, I'm 67 years old. And I think every time we do something that presents images of women in strong, powerful poses, positions, it is extremely important and helpful. I have seen photos of women that I don't normally see photos of at all. And I would say that, you know, it's Gina Davis who says, you know, if, if you can see it, you can be it. My work over these past 40 years, what I am proudest of is how many media mentions I have garnered for women in business and take our daughters to work day because the more women and girls see themselves doing something other than posing as models, and I have nothing against models, but it's a limited, it's a limited uh, uh, job description often, but see us doing everything that I, I encourage everyone to participate in Challenge Accepted and anything that continues to show women as we are in the world. Yeah. Okay. That's a great perspective. And I, I, I like that. I, I did get put off by all of the model shots and, and it just was becoming, to me, it was looking like another way to uh, make women show up in this kind of, you know, perfect looking way. But, but I can see what you're saying in terms of, you know, if you're showing up looking strong and, and, and these other images that have been showing up, then that can be helpful. The woman who um, gave me the $250,000 to make the grants that I know we're going to talk about, it's the first time I've ever seen her picture on Instagram. And she's an extraordinarily powerful leader who has just not spent a lot of time, you know, in, 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 in the public eye in that way. And yet she leads one of the largest privately held lingerie companies in the world. So I was very happy to see that she accepted the challenge. And uh, her name is Ariella Eskenazi, that she accepted the challenge because people need to know who she is, because she's a very strong, powerful leader who supports women and has for as long as I have known her. And I've known her for over 10 years. So I would say that we all have different perspectives about this, but uh, we need to see each other. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, great. So let's talk just briefly about your um, your work in 1993 with Take Your Daughters to Work Day. That's such a, mm-hmm. uh, an important thing. So did you track what kinds of job levels and education levels and race, ethnicity uh, were the the ones that really participated, or how how did you evaluate sort of the effectiveness? Honestly, it was so huge. It was so unexpectedly huge. The way that we tracked it was to you know it's before thousands of newspapers closed. We literally had a clipping service and were able to 
collect all of the front page and sometimes, you know, second or third page pictures in newspapers across the country for the first couple of years and saw a wide diversity of both jobs that girls were exposed to, diversity in terms of race and ethnicity in the photos and in the letters that we got. But it is hard to know given the uh, volume. But what I will say is over the past, uh, what's it since 1993? That's 30 years, 30, almost 30 years. I meet younger women who selected or decided what they were going to be based on what they did uh, during Take Her Daughters to Work. Mm -hmm. So I I, I think the impact, I I can judge the impact from any time I speak anywhere. I get applause when they mention Take Her Daughters to Work Day, which, you know, I don't always get a lot of applause. So I know that people are in the audience who either took their daughters or or were daughters themselves and went with their, their parents or their auntie or somebody like that. Yeah. So the impact is huge. Yeah, it definitely was. It was, it was, had a big, a wide reach and it it definitely caught my eye when I looked at your bio and and read a little bit about you. So kudos to that project. And you didn't stop there. You went on to uh, create many other projects and things. And and now can you tell us what you're working on now and how it impacts women's lives? Sure. Um, I am working on the Count Me In Revival And that is the revival of an organization I started in 2000 called Count Me In for Women's Economic Independence. Back then, we were the first online micro lender, and we made money available to women over the internet. It was one of the early attempts at doing that. And we very quickly realized, though, that there was was a growing interest in microenterprise, but a limited interest in helping women grow from micro to millions. So we started a program called Make Mine a Million Dollar Business, which has helped Thousands of women go from you know fifty to hundred thousand dollars in income to uh, multi-million dollar businesses because that's where the jobs get created is when you have a larger business. Decided to revive it because I got a call from uh, my friend Ariella who runs who who owns uh, a brand called Smart and Sexy, a lingerie brand, and she said, you know, now we've got to do something to help women. The the economy is just so bad. This was back in April, and um, I said yes, and she at first suggested that we. Uh, give out grants. And she offered, she suggested $50,000. And as the days went by, we realized that the need was much greater. And she came back and um, asked me to help her distribute $250,000, which we have done. We've had this grant competition and the awards are actually going to be made on Friday uh, at a Zoom sort of celebration, which all your listeners are invited to. It's uh, July 31st at countmeinrevival.org. You can you know get a link and, and join us because what we're about is encouraging women to continue to listen to themselves and their best business intuition and figure out with help from each other how to to transform their businesses or pivot their businesses to respond to what their customers and communities need right now. Oh, I love it. Okay. And you talked about business intuition. And uh, before we get into that, we will link to the July 31st um, announcement on Zoom. Oh, great. Yeah. we'll, We'll put that in the show notes. You can find it at wellwomanlife.com dot com slash podcast and oh beautiful so business intuition to pivot and transform when we talk about intuition many times uh 
sort of the the patriarchy and and the male dominated business systems uh, don't really take that seriously. Yet we see that when we promote that and 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 teach and support women to use their business intuition, um, they actually do. They are able to pivot and transform. Can you talk a little bit more about? that approach? It is one of the more powerful skills that women have. It's, it's, it is, if we listen to that voice, the thing I always think about, we know the moment we're talking to a bad boyfriend. We just do. Or girlfriend, for that matter. We know that this person probably isn't really the best person for us to be with. And yet there's something that keeps us going with it's this voice telling us, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And that voice exists in us for business as well. There because because business is all about relationships and when you sense that you're talking to someone who you know maybe isn't the most upstanding person or you think they don't know what they're talking about but somehow something's telling you that maybe you know maybe they're right you really have to just sit back and listen to what you're feeling because i think we try and take feelings out of business and while i don't think one should be emotional in business it's important to understand how you feel in situations and if you're uncomfortable because you're doing something new, that's one thing. But if you are uncomfortable because you don't trust someone or you don't think they're approaching something in the right way, you have to listen to that because that's an extremely valuable sense that we have. And and again, I think some men have it and and, and pay attention to it. Um, But we need to more than we have. Uh, I, I think particularly now in understanding that, you know, things maybe things are not going to go back to the way they were before after this colossal pandemic. They just are not. And we have to look into the future and understand how our families have been surviving in our neighbors and our community and our parents and understand what kind of products and services are we going to need moving forward that are going to help people. Yes, absolutely. So I share on the Well Woman show that the Well Woman Life Framework which is four stages of of any challenge that we're in, really, where um, we can look and see where we are in this framework. And one of those four stages is intuition and intuitive yes. inner knowing and and re- like really relying on your inner wisdom. Again, I, I appreciate you bringing this up because in business, I do find that people people tend to want to work on checklists and very kind of, you know, uh, and, and we need all that. Like we need all the linear stuff, right? We need the strategy and, and all of that. But I think that we miss a lot when we only rely on that. And when we listen to people who tell us to do certain things that that we just know aren't right for us. And so so it's about listening to to yourself and and really tuning into that and and trusting learning to trust yourself which is actually a much bigger undertaking um, than we than we give it credit what I was working on before I revived count me in uh, is a book called uh, reflowered the confessions of a traitorous feminist and it is about the moments when I did not listen to myself because there are pivotal moments in your life now there are plenty of moments where I have listened to myself and things have gone really well, but there are also some moments where I have thought, gee, it's better to go along with the fellas or it's it's better for me to keep quiet. And those are moments that cost me a lot of um, heartache and money. So I, I would say as as we fully step into being female, I think in, 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 in 2020, we need to listen to ourselves. Absolutely. And I also think uh, that men will benefit from peeling back some of these layers of the patriarchy and, and, uh, and, and, 
embracing some of these tools and strategies that women are finding to be so powerful. I couldn't agree more. I, I, I see it happening in men that I know and men that I watch in business. I, I absolutely think that's true. Can you give any examples of businesses, male or female led, that, that you see really embracing this? I know just having gone through this competition, we had 445 women apply for 19 grants. And the ones that stand out to me are ones that have been doing business in a particular way. Uh, there's a, uh, a, a farmer who applied who has historically supplied vegetables to stores and, you know, vegetables and fruits to stores and to restaurants and recognized very quickly in the pandemic that it was important that she deal directly with customers as well, individual customers. And she's created, you know, and we've all seen them in our communities, but this wonderful produce box that's available. She's working with restaurants to distribute the produce box. She's, you know, people can come to the farm because she, she, she lives in, in, in a pretty active community, but it's recognizing that we don't want to go to the grocery store too often and we want to get fresh produce right off the farm. And she's made it so easy for families to get the nutrition and the kind of food that they want. And that is listening to and watching what's going on in the, in the food supply chain and understanding what families want and what women want to buy. And they want that produce because it's the freshest they can get. Very few people have handled it. And it is, it is the safest and the freshest thing they can buy. So I, I would say... I am seeing dozens of examples like that, whether you're um, working with software, you're working with food, you're working in healthcare, there's a realization that some of the things that they're seeing that have recently just happened in, in terms of how people are trying to stay uh, safe and healthy are important in your business. I wonder if smaller businesses that you're helping right now, that you're supporting with these grants, uh, yes. are, are actually in a better position because they're more nimble, they're able to pivot. They don't have the big bureaucracy and structures uh, that that may be an obstacle, I don't know, for some other big businesses. Um, and they're able to pivot and really transform their businesses right now. I, I, I would say that I am seeing that. I am yeah. seeing people recognize that how they did so, or something as simple as you used to go to an office and you have a lease and you've not been in that office for four months or five months and you've been working fine with your employees remotely. Given this business climate, does it make sense to keep that space or to keep working at home for the next six months and figure out when and if you're going to need to pay rent? You know, things like that are are basic business things, but I think people are thinking through those things as well as what do my customers need right now? What are yeah. they buying? What, what, what is making uh, their life easier in this? And people who understand that are, are doing better than those who are just waiting for things to go back the way they were. Yeah, yeah. The, the going back to normal uh, is not happening. So No, no. <laughs> I want to ask you, Obviously, this work with with the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in grants is is a great response to the COVID uh, yes. nineteen. How is it a response to Black Lives Matter and the other work, the social justice work that's that's going on right now? I think they're inextricably linked. They are linked in in terms of both the highlight and the realization for some people that Black women 
have been starting businesses at a greater rate than any other group of women in the past five years, that their businesses are anchors in their communities, and that they not only applied for our grant in large numbers um, and make up more than half of the finalists in our competition, but that they are need to be valued in a way that I don't think they have been by society at large due to white supremacy and racism and all those things, that they are incredibly important entities in communities across the country. Our program is, is one, but I, I, I know that uh, PayPal recently distributed something like $10 million in grants to businesses in the Black community. Mm-hmm. And I think we are going to see more and more support for businesses in those communities because they're so vital. So, so I see it's not just a response to the pandemic. It is also a response to the, the larger community's final realization or, or ongoing realization and revelations of, of how economic discrimination has affected their, their neighbors and, and you know, people that they go to church with and people that they shop with and how that needs to be made right. So are you saying over half of the grant recipients you're going to announce on Friday are uh, Black or people of color? Yes. Okay, great. So again- And it also bore out, I think it's important, it bore out in the number of applications that we got. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got more applications from uh, the state of Georgia than any other state in the country. And- so okay. there is a realization that those businesses are out there, the money's available, and we're putting the two together, and it just is the way it needs to be. Okay, and we'll link to your event at wellwomanlife.com slash 212show, and you can go there to get all the details and join Nell for her event on Friday announcing these very exciting uh, business grants and Now, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with superpowers for success. I'm so thankful for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. You're invited to join me for a brand new monthly group experience over in the Well Woman Academy. This is a monthly group that includes access to the full six-week course based on feminism, mindfulness, and the Well Woman Life Framework. It includes weekly groups coaching sessions with me, as well as office hours and a private Facebook group to share and grow. Don't get me wrong, this is hard work. But with these tools, you will easily find the time to do the course, get the coaching, and reach your goals monthly. If you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, lacking the energy you need to get everything done, stuck in some aspect of leading your team, procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or in a leadership role but second-guessing yourself constantly, I'd love to introduce you to the Well Woman Academy. It's for smart, high-achieving women changing the world who want to overcome anxiety, burnout, perfectionism, and insecurity. The result? You get to live your well woman life, a life of joy, ease, and abundance, even when things are tough all around you. Visit wellwomanlife.com slash academy to learn more. We're back on the Well Woman Show with Nell Merlino, and we're going into the segment called Superpowers for Success, where I ask you a quick round of questions so that listeners can get to know you better as a woman and as a leader. And the first question I have for you is, what does success mean in life? 
for you? Freedom. Freedom, mobility, and the opportunity to experience just a wide range of, of people and locations and uh, honestly, uh, different, different forms of exercise. I love to walk, swim, bike, do all those things. So I want the freedom to do that as well as the work that I do. And freedom comes when, in part when you are economically secure. So that is, that is the basis of a lot of your work. I, I see the See the link there. Yes, because uh, there are women surviving this pandemic because they were able to make money to either buy a home or or buy a business, and they have been able to survive this and help their families and communities in a way that I don't think would have happened 50 years ago. Okay, and when did you know, Nell, that you were really good at what you do? Wow. I would say February of 1993... I remember sitting in my office, it was in 26th Street in, uh, in New York, West 26th Street, and I saw that Esquire Magazine, People Magazine, and I think it was Family Circle had all done editorials urging people to take their daughters to work on Take Our Daughters to Work Day. And I remember sitting there thinking because of the, the um, variety of audiences that those magazines were reaching, that we had said something that resonated with so many different kinds of editors that um, I remember relaxing for the first time in months and thinking, oh, this, this really might work. So, so I would say, yeah, February 1993. Okay, that's awesome that it's so specific. And yeah. I just want to um, dig a little deeper with that question because often we receive external validation and that makes us think that we did a good job and, and that's absolutely correct. And there's also an internal sort of uh, voice that, you know, we talked about earlier that that tells you, uh, I am rocking this. Like, you know, whether or not I get the external validation, I know this is where I need to be right now. When was that for you? Or I'm sure there were several, but can you talk about that? You know, it's a very interesting question about external and internal realization. I would say most recently with the Count Me In revival, as, as soon as we did the first outreach and the response that we got from a community we spent years building, but that's still, that's still external. I would say internally, it has been with my own, the creation of my own artwork. I'm doing these uh, collages of women where I put them in ancient sort of helmets and, and symbols of strength and power. And I really love them, and I, I've sold I've sold one so far, but it was not in the selling of it. It is in the making of them. And I also made a shrine to all of the women who were elected in 2018, a huge physical shrine that I made in my apartment in New York. And it was one of these things. People would come in and say, no, this is so big. Who's ever going to see this? I didn't care. Right. I cared that I honored them in the way that I felt they deserve to be honored. I literally made it uh, recalling my own feeling about election day because I was I grew up in a political family and I made the shrine using cake stands and cupcake stands to put the pictures on because at the polls where I went, there was always a bake sale. So I combined all these childhood memories with my grandmothers being the first women to vote in my family. And in a hundred years, 
showing what had happened using all the accoutrements of, of both sort of Day of the Dead shrines and a bake sale. So I, I um, yes, but, but I, that was, that was for me. That was, yeah. that was something that came out of me that I didn't care whether somebody saw it or not. And so I, I think you really hit on a couple of things that I want to call out for listeners, which is one is that uh, it, it's really a, about self-expression. Like you really yes. tapped into who you are and you expressed that. And, and the second thing is doing something when it's not necessarily going to be seen by others. Yeah. And those, those are the two that, that really struck me from what you just said. Um, okay. I think that we'll move on to, and you may have already ans- answered this actually earlier, but describe one personal habit that contributes to your well-being, so you can do all of these things that you do in the world. Certainly exercise. I um, thrive on exercise and walk miles. Um, and I, I think walking is the best thing for thinking. So I, I walk, I don't know, somewhere between three and five miles, you know, when I do walk, which is hopefully every other day. And I need uh, time by myself. Uh, I find that extremely helpful. I'm a big fan of the artist way and the morning pages that suggest that you write three pages every yeah. morning in longhand. I have done that off and on for now three years, and it is how I got to the making of the art that I'm making. So I would say it is, again, it's back to both the physical self-expression or the physical uh, awakening with exercise and then this quiet time with the writing that helps you really get a sense of what you want to do next. Yes, absolutely. And we'll link to that, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And I actually interviewed her on this show and had her on. And so we'll we'll throw a link to that in the show notes as well. You can find everything at wellwomanlife.com slash 212show. And now just a couple of more questions here. What superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? I, I, uh, this is always so funny to say, uh, well, it's not funny to say, but it's, uh, I, um, I see things in people that they don't necessarily see in themselves. I see greatness in people and they are often not aware of it. And one of the joys of my work in Count Me In, but also in Take Our Daughters to Work Day was helping girls and women see the the greatness in them, whether it was as a business owner or a leader or an artist or a, a, a politician, whatever it was, I see that in people. Mm, I love that. Okay. What advice would you give your younger self, say 25 or 30 year old self? I would say to realize the importance of pleasure. I have worked very hard um, most of my life and I love the work that I did. I could have enjoyed things more and am working really hard now to, to, to seek out more pleasure and relaxation and uh, time to reflect, things like that. I, I, I think there is so much to do that we can often just work ourselves into a pile of dust. And I, I would say we need to balance that with enough pleasure and enjoyment and time with friends and family and those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can go through many years before we realize that. And, and sometimes it hits us pretty hard with a, a, a major burnout or health issue or something. Mm-hmm. So, yep. 
Uh, and what we're trying to do on the Well Woman Show is really support women to live fully with all of the things, right? Including pleasure and relaxation and, and, yes. not, and, and avoid that burnout. So, so thank you for that. And last couple of questions. Do you identify as a feminist? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, I that, do. What does that mean for you? That we are equal to, 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 to men. We're equal where we're, we are of value in a way that's, I think, even hard to describe in terms of the role that we play in the world and that everyone should have equal rights. Um, so that's how I see it, that, that we, are, we are together in this with men. We are not um, subservient to them. We are not better than them. We are here to work together with all the people that are here and should be treated equally. Okay. I love that. Um, Now, last question. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? What am I reading right now? When you're writing a book, you don't read as many books. And I think that's probably not the best way to go. But I, I I am so overwhelmed with with writing while I'm doing this other thing. I am reading uh, The Body is Not an Apology. Oh, yeah. That is an extraordinary book. Sonia Taylor. She's, she's a, a real brave leader in, in terms of, you know, it's back to our, the original discussion about the, uh, the challenge accepted questions because she goes so much deeper into the issues of how we all feel about and treat our bodies and ourselves. And I've been an admirer of hers for a while and just recently got the book uh, and, and started reading it like a week ago. So, um, I would say that she is, um, top of mind for me. Okay, great. We'll link to that. Again, you can find all the information today at wellwomanlife.com slash 212 show. I've been speaking with Nell Merlino. Nell, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you. I really have enjoyed this conversation. Thank you very much. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman Life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.